Mind Over Matters is intended for small business owners who are open to new ideas for improving their businesses. The mind or mindset is usually the single biggest factor that determines the success or otherwise of a business. It is the first thing to work on. Next comes the matters of the business. Strategy, accountability, implementation and getting a full order book. Plus all things small business besides. If you learn just one new thing that gives you pause, then I have achieved my objective. Hey everyone, it's Peter Crew Brown here. Welcome to another episode of the Mind Over Matters podcast by Pair Planning. The topic for today is, is it time to upgrade your thinking? With Joan Ford, who is a positive mindset mentor and coach, and whose mission is to support and guide others to develop their inner strength to overcome, sorry, to become more confident, resilient, and unstoppable. A bit more about Joanne. Joanne was a training and development advisor at a housing association, where in addition to having responsibility for the induction of new employees and annual uh, personal development plans, she delivered core training sessions to staff, including resilience and well-being. Having previously qualified as a personal performance coach, Joanne found her niche and decided it was time to focus on a goal of becoming a mindset mentor and coach. 18 months ago, she set up her own business called Promptus, P-R-O-M-P-T-U-S. She supports individuals to move forward after major changes, such as divorce, redundancy, or bereavement, typically where there's a feeling of overwhelm about what to do next. And I guess we all have that at some stage of our lives. So about today's podcast, we all have a story to tell about challenges we have had to face throughout our lives. As difficult as those challenges were at the time, they, they are what uh, defines us. Everyone, without exception, experiences tough times. For some of us, it can be so much harder to pick up uh, ourselves and move forward. Some may even feel they attract all the bad fortune, while others appear to sail through life. Joanne shows individuals that by taking ownership of their current situation and changing their way of thinking, they not only overcome the setback, but come back stronger and with renewed motivation for fulfilling life. This will be the focus of the podcast discussion today. So Joanne, finally turning to you, please share with the audience what makes you tick and who in the community you serve. Well, thank you, Peter, for that lovely introduction. Um, and thank you for inviting me to be a guest on your podcast. Um, as you said in the introduction, I was a training uh, and development advisor for a housing association and I got very involved in resilience and well-being and mental health first aid came up. I was the first one to volunteer to be on that course. So I started to carve out a little bit of a niche and um, I feel that resilience and confidence development, which are the areas that I tend to concentrate on, are intertwined. So if we have some, um, some event happen in life and it knocks our confidence, our resilience goes down and vice versa. 
And the other thing I, I believe, this is just a personal opinion, is that people who are lacking in confidence are possibly also lacking with um, a purpose in life. And because we all, well, not we all, many of us tend to just resign ourselves. We get into a job, a career, a relationship, whatever it may be. And we think, oh, okay, well, I'm quite comfortable. I'll stay here. But we're not really fulfilled. Yeah. And so we stick to the familiar yeah. rather than taking a leap of faith. And I can say all this because I was a person who didn't know for quite a long time what my purpose was. And I had lots of opportunities, which for various reasons I didn't take up. Yeah. And it wasn't until quite a few years later that I was doing a counselling course. And because you have to really look within and before you can serve other people. And I realized that there were certain patterns of behavior and thought that had held me back. And so now my mission is to support individuals move forward and realize that they have the capability if they change their way of thinking, they are in control of their life and they can change what has gone before if they keep getting the same patterns yeah. uh, happening. Yeah, I do love um, the connection you draw between confidence and purpose. I've never thought of it, but um, yeah, I, I fully understand, uh, you know, you need the confidence to, I guess, define and then live your, your purpose, don't you? Exactly. And I think once, I mean, the, you see people who have got that purpose in life and they are so fulfilled and content. And of course, that brings happiness, which we all want. Sure. It's what we're all striving for. Yeah. And so everything else can be dealt with in an easier way. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, it does. And, and Joanne, just a, a, I guess an aside, it wasn't part of the uh, questions we discussed, but Given the environment in which we now all find ourselves, you know, I guess coming out of COVID, I know in Australia, we probably well ahead of where you are in the UK, but do you see um, much broader application in what you uh, do now than before? Yes, because it, it, it's a two pronged thing, really. Uh, on, the, on the negative side, um, obviously, people have gone through an awful lot in the last year, 18 months, um, and don't know what to do. But at the same time, on the positive side, it's given them time to reflect. And as I was saying, sometimes we fall into careers or we're in a pattern of life that isn't serving us the way we would like it to. So I yeah. think people have probably taken stock now yeah. and perhaps are a little bit more ready yeah. to to uh, change embrace to change yeah because uh, a lot of change has been thrust upon us so i guess if you've got that uh, confidence you talk about uh they might be forced into a, a change and as you say say once they define their their purpose and working with someone like you hopefully gets them there uh they might be set to go in a a new direction that they never anticipated exactly and so the, you may have noticed, well, you have noticed uh, my, the name of my business is Promptus, which is yeah. actually a Latin 
um, sort of derivation of meaning to be ready and open. So, you know, ready to receive a new way of looking at things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that having a, uh, a meaningful title or name for your business associated with, I guess, the, the positioning you want of your, your new clients to think about, you know, be, being in, in that frame of mind when they engage with you. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes people think you can wave a magic wand, but you've got to have that commitment and desire to want to change. So it's when you're ready and you're open yeah. to receive, yeah. then we can do something. Yeah. It's the big challenge of uh, all consultants, isn't it? Having someone who's committed to the change they need to make. Yeah, exactly. So my client base tends to be um, people in their middle years, okay. you know, where they're moving into a new phase of life. It could be empty nesters, you know, children have grown up, gone to university. So what now? Or it could be that you've been caring for parents and everything's gone on the back burner. And so what now? Um, so it's, it's those sort of people those sort of situations that I tend to come across. So I, I guess middle life could uh, mean different things to different people. Is that typically sort of the 45 to maybe 60 year old demographic? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. where there's a lot of change happening, you know, children leaving, finishing school and uh, I guess grandchildren coming along and, and many other things, uh, people stopping work. So there's typically a lot of change happening in those years. Yeah. And also that that demographic um, could be particularly for the women, I would say. And again, I can say this because it happened to me. You had ideas of what you wanted to do when you were at school and careers, in my case, talked you out of everything that you wanted to do. And you just fell into things and then family comes along and it goes on the back burner again. And so it's about... Um, it being your time to do yeah. something I guess yeah well. I can imagine maybe not so much in current generations but for women in the workforce or, or women generally from past generations there was possibly a lot of unfulfilled um, ambition because as you say they were thrust into bringing up the children which is you know what what people of our generation did so I can understand yeah but then again on the positive side we have a lot more uh, opportunity, I think. Um, age isn't such a big barrier, I don't believe. I mean, people used to think, oh, you know, well, you're 50, you don't want to start doing different things now. And that's not the case. No. People go on. I mean, the retirement age is going up and up anyway. Sure. So yeah. if you find your purpose again, it's not like you're working almost. It's just what you do it's yeah, your yeah. no no i fully get that um yeah what was uh you know what was old only 20 years ago is almost feels a middle age now exactly exactly yeah. i think we we change our definitions of old age as we age that's a bit of that <laughs> probably <going on. laughs> uh, no comment <laughs> yeah uh just moving into the um I guess the actual questions for the um, for the interview that we have discussed uh, before. Um, the first question was: I know that there are many approaches to the subject of mindset, 
Uh, what is your um, specific approach? Okay, so if we're talking about resilience mindset, yeah. I, I spend a lot of time um, working on how people actually respond rather than react to an event, uh, because that plays a big part. And the fact that we do have control, not over the first, you know, the actual event, yeah. but we do have control on what happens next. Yeah. And the other thing I do is um, work a lot on separating out emotions from the facts. Yeah. of what has happened because and that's quite hard because we're all emotional beings yeah and uh, you know something bad happens our emotions are all over the place and we do have a tendency to put our own slant on things and yeah. add bits on and it ends up being sort of out here when yeah. it actually was here yeah um so I do a lot about perceptions and breaking cycles of negative outcomes. And I base it on what I call the five A's. Um, I won't go into all of them, but the awareness, acceptance, accountability, um, appreciation and action. Okay, and so you and focus on those five A's and the words you yeah. mentioned. Uh, it gives me a good sense of, you know, you're fo focusing on positives and uh, trying to get people, I guess, focusing on those sort of positive emotions. Yeah, because I think, well, if we take appreciation just very quickly, that's what I call the anchor, the yeah. grounding thing, because that stops, breaks the emotion for a few minutes. You yeah. know, if you've got all this turmoil going on, yeah. And you just take a few minutes to actually think about what you still have got, yeah. what your gratitude, yeah. because the mind can't deal with conflicting emotions. So if you're feeling gratitude, you yeah. can't be feeling a negative emotion. Yeah. So that that's a, a, like a, an exercise of anchoring. If, yeah. if you go through the day and something bad happens and your mood starts to go down and yeah. you just take a few minutes to to ground yourself, then it brings you up again. Yeah. But the, 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 the A that I tend to focus on the most is the accountability. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's a big one for many um, types of um, advisory slash coaching it's you know the big focus on accountability because a lot of business owners uh, out there and I assume you work with quite a few of those uh, they don't have an accountability partner in their lives and so they certainly need someone holding them to you know accomplish the things that they um, set out to do yeah that's right well the, again there's two parts really to accountability one we've already mentioned about having the commitment um and the uh, and the desire to change yeah um but it's also around people come to you and and it's all about what's being done to them so they have like a, a blame thing going yeah. on yeah or a victim a, a victim yeah. rather you know all oh, this has happened to me i don't know why it's happened to me i'm a good yeah. person yeah. and sometimes people can't get past that yeah so yeah. 
that's where you have to open up to the idea of actually I may have contributed to it in some yeah. in some way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that they're they're the main things that and obviously action, it's all very well talking about it and doing all these things, but you have to get out of that comfort zone at some stage. Yeah. And so once you've had what I would call a bit of wallow time, um, then it's time to put a, an action plan together and it could be tiny little steps but uh, and because so I help people go through that yeah. action plan yeah and again uh, you know comparing that to a lot of the work I do as a business advisor you know the first part is the planning but without an implement implementation plan you know it's just it's basically words on a page and uh, you might look at it again in a year's time and you've never done anything with it and you know action uh, a plan without action is is largely worthless Exactly. I mean, I you can you can attend all the courses in the world, take the best notes in the world, but if you don't actually do anything with it, yes, it's, it's, be, it's been a waste of your time. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, I do love the the thought of those uh, those five A's, and that's a bit of a centerpiece of of the work you do with your clients. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It's it's the it's the basis. Sure. And then obviously everybody's different, but sure. they are the, the things that I go to first. To, yeah, to excellent. Conversations and, yeah. Great. Um, look, moving on to the second question. Um, many people think they are in control of their minds. I guess we all like to think that. How do you approach this delicate subject when you know it is uh, uh, requiring discussion? Okay, well, I suppose in the first place, I would say that by the time somebody decides they want to come and have a one-to-one -one session anyway, um, they are realising that something needs to change. But what I would probably counter their argument if they're a little bit in denial, shall we say, that yeah. say they're in the blame, blame situation, yeah. they haven't contributed to anything that's gone wrong. So they, say, are they often in that phase when they first engage with they, you? They can be in denial. It depends what the event is, of course. Sure. I mean, yeah. if it's a bereavement and it's yeah. a new phase of life, that's a completely different thing. But sometimes it could be, oh, my boss has never liked me. I yeah. keep getting passed over for promotion or whatever it may be. And sometimes you can i'm not saying this is the case always but sometimes it could be well you're giving out vibes you you know you you don't realize what you're doing that's yeah. con perhaps contributed to the fact you don't know the other side of the story you may have had this internal dialogue where you've got you've built up this story that your boss has got it in for you and and it's not true at all uh, I mean, a lot of us have this dialogue going on and we've we've made the whole story up, which is why I say I do a lot of work on perception and facts, yeah. what yeah. actually happened. Not what trying to separate think. the facts from the emotion, as you said earlier. Yeah. 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 Uh, we can convince ourselves of, of, of anything, really, can't we? Definitely. Definitely. So what I would say to a person in, in who comes to me in that situation, I'd say, yes, you are in you're in control we're in always in control but you have the capability to control your thinking in a better way yeah and i can show you how to do that 
So you um, give people like a framework for how to order their thoughts. Is that broadly an approach you take? Well, what people tend to not understand is the power of your own thinking and the yeah. part it has to play in what happens. So your thoughts feed your feelings and your yeah. feelings your behavior. Okay. So if you're thinking in a in a particular way and you're getting these feelings and you act in a negative way, should we just say in a negative way, yeah. then um, you're going to get back what you give out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can give you a, a little bit of an example. So um, say you've been asked by your boss to give a presentation and it's really out of your comfort zone, but you know that you, you really ought to do it. Yeah. Um, you could be saying things to yourself like, oh gosh, I wish I hadn't said I'd do that. It's terrifying and I'm dreading it, absolutely dreading it. So your mind takes over yeah. because as we all know, our brain, part of our brain, the reptilian part of the brain is there to help us keep us safe, protect yeah. us from danger. Yeah. And so they, the, the brain hears this as an instruction that, oh, okay, you don't want to do this, do you? Yeah. So I'm going to help you and I'm going to move you away from that situation. Yeah. And so that's when procrastination creeps in. So sure. you're trying to prep for something and it's not coming because, and you're distracted because actually your brain thinks you don't want to do this presentation. So yeah. it's, doing you a good turn yeah, yeah, um, yeah so you have to then change your vocabulary and say things like well it's going to be a challenge it's not something i've done before but i'm really excited about it and i want to prepare really well even if it takes all weekend i'm gonna i'm gonna nail this and i'm gonna do a great job and then your mind says oh you you really want to do this, do you? Oh, oh, okay then. And it will give you, it will move you towards what you do want to do. Excellent. And that again, sound a bit woo-woo, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I get it. And so these are the types of things you would do with actual clients. They would have a situation and you would help them overcome that sort of, can I call it negative self, self-talk? Yeah. So what I what I tend to do is um I listen to my clients tell their story, what's happened yeah. to them. Yeah. And I listen to the words they use and the way they're describing it. And often people will say things like, I never, or I always, or, you know, I, I always get passed over for promotion, or yeah. I never have any luck, or... I knew that was going to happen. So they're already giving instruction that, it, that this is what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So that using very, sense. very um, definitive terminology. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, like no, a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, yeah. I think we've all been through that at different times in our lives. Yeah. So you have to be really careful what you're actually saying yeah. to to your mind <laughs> yeah and i guess that's that the benefit sense. of engaging with someone like you you know we don't all have that sort of training and 
engaging with someone to help you with those sort of conversations and how you talk to yourself is so important. Well, you don't you don't realize yeah. the words that you're saying sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Just hearing you talk before. You get... Yeah, I mean, you know, using that very definitive language, uh, I can understand how people get convinced of their position and it's just their own internal language, isn't it? Exactly. And so I don't know if you're familiar with, well, the self-fulfilling prophecy and the Pygmalion effect. Yeah, I know of it. Yeah, yeah. So this is the other thing I was saying about what you give out. You tend to give back. You, what you believe, yeah. Yeah. And if you change that, you get a different reaction from people. And so you get different outcomes. Yeah, fascinating. Look, moving along to the third question, uh, what are, say, three of the biggest roadblocks relating to mindset that your, cli your clients present with in the work you do? I suppose uh, the biggest one is not feeling in control and feeling that things will never change. This is what I've always had. There's a yeah. keep happening to me. I keep going from one bad relationship to another bad relationship. Uh, and it's always going to be like that. So and again, that's what you all... said before, the self-fulfilling prophecies. If you, exactly. if you convince yourself of it, it's probably going to happen. Yeah, the law of expectations. If you expect it to go wrong, then it probably will go wrong. If you expect it to go right, it's got a bigger chance of going right. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, again, it's about well telling people that they are in control yeah. if they choose we've always got a choice sure this is the yeah. other thing bad things happen but we always have a choice of what yeah. we decide to do next it's how you respond to a bad thing it is uh, yeah. and it's responding not reacting that's the yeah thing. and you said that before and that really stuck with me that's uh, important to bear in mind yeah yeah, yeah, I do, I do I like that good, languaging. I think it's good to have reflection time because we all do things in the heat of the moment. Um, and I think you need to take that step back to see what has actually happened, which is the separating out of the emotions and the facts. Yeah, yeah, it's the emotions um, that are getting in the way most of the time, isn't it? Exactly. And, and again, life-defining events that you typically work with and those always trigger emotions, don't they? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they may not necessarily on the surface be huge. Uh, so say like the empty nesting. Okay. Yeah. That is more of an emotional thing because nothing dreadful has happened. Your children have gone off to university and you're very proud of them, and yeah. it, but it's a new phase, it's unfamiliar, it's a bit scary because now you've got this time and you don't know what to do with it. And so it's just that emotional pull all yeah. the time. Yeah. You're missing your children and it's, it's just different. So, and again, I feel I'm probably repeating myself a little bit with the roadblocks because again, it's the victim or survivor. You have a choice whether you're yeah. a victim or a survivor. Yeah. And there's a, there's a quote, uh, Nelson Mandela quote, um, people that hang on to, you know, uh, blaming people and resent, 
resentment. He said, um, resentment is when you drink poison and then you wait for your enemies to die. And that's <laughs> so true because yeah. the people that you feel have done a bad thing to you, they're off. They've forgotten about it. They've yeah. moved on. They're living their life. It's only you that's actually there festering away. Yeah, it's always struck me. We, you know, we feel angry about people and that they wouldn't have any idea of your feelings. Exactly. And yeah. so, again, it's the perception of what may have actually happened and what you perceive as actually happening. So it's like, you know, if you... Um, brought a piece of art into a room of 10 people. Yeah. They'd all describe it differently because we all see things in a different way. Yeah. Um, or if you ask somebody to describe an elephant or something, we'd all yeah, have yeah. a different way of describing it. So one of the exercises, oh, actually, um, that'll probably, yeah, I'll talk about that in a bit. Um, yeah. but so uh, and then the other roadblock is not taking action because yeah. we keep getting back in the comfort zone so we've got this cycle so we've got a desire to improve whatever's going on in life yeah. and we have these opportunities but then the self-limiting beliefs kick in and the fear kicks in yeah. and so we think oh actually the last couple of weeks in the job the boss has been quite nice and um it's not so bad. I do get paid quite well. So I think I'll stick it out for a little bit longer. And then a few months later, something kicks off at work and you think, oh, God, I hate this place now. Mm. And that opportunity is gone yeah. and you're feeling frustrated and unfulfilled. And you then you go back to the desire to improve. Yes. So it's that cycle that keeps happening. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I get it. Yeah, no, that's um, yeah, very good having some of those um, those concepts reinforced. So I think that's a good thing. Um, moving along to the fourth question, uh, and I guess this uh, would uh, flow from the third one. Uh, what benefits have you seen for the clients who have uh, who you've coached around the subject of mindset? Well, I think the main thing that underpins it all is understanding. So by that, I mean understanding why things, why you are the way you are, why yeah. things happen, have, uh, why you think the things you have thought and felt and acted. And it may be childhood memories that you, you've forgotten about that yeah. just locked away in your subconscious. And then something happens that you realize that that's why you are the way you are. Um, and understanding that you have control over, you know, how, how things can move forward. Um, and from having that understanding and having a new way of seeing things yeah. and thinking about things, it gives you a, a clear, clear direction. It makes you more decisive, more confident, um, more motivated to try new experiences, uh, fulfilled, and ultimately, as I said at the beginning, happier, which is what we all yeah. what we all want. Yeah, yeah. I guess understanding, you know, what leads you to where you are, and um, getting a you know an understanding of your emotions and how we sabotage our, our own lives 
that in itself is is a, a big leap forward for for most people because you're stuck in your own head and speaking with someone independent gives you that sounding board and a, an opportunity to get an understanding of you know why you're having these thoughts mm, exactly yeah no that's terrific um look um just moving on to the fifth of our five questions um do you have any uh, quick tips or takeaways the audience can think about that might, um, uh, you know, benefit their their mindset challenges they've got at the moment? Any you know reference material for them to read or any sort of exercises you can uh, direct them to? Uh, well, I've got one of each of those. Okay. Um, I, I've got a book recommendation. This is aimed, as we were talking about, people that might be a bit close to then playing any part in what may be happening to them and yeah. may not be in the self-development as much as we obviously are. So yeah. a book I would recommend is SUMO, which stands for Shut Up and Move On. SUMO, S-U-M-O. Yes. Okay, Shut Up and Move um, On. That's an acronym, obviously, yeah. Yeah, and it's by Paul McGee. Wonderful. And it's... It's very readable. That's what I would say. The first thing is it's very readable. It talks a lot about victim and survivor. Yeah. Which T-shirt are you wearing? Are you a victim or are you a survivor? Yeah. But it's done in a very, what I would say, palatable way. So if you're not really into self-development and you don't want to read a huge tome yeah. of, um, well, what some people might say, psychology, Babble or whatever. Yeah, it's it's a nice introduction. I and must be sure to put that in the um, the notes are attached to this because um, I've not heard of that book before, and it sounds like anything that's maybe a less technical read, uh, I think, has broader resonance. So I love I love the idea. I, I'm well familiar with the book by Dr. Carol Dweck. It's the one that everyone yes. seems to talk about, but uh, I'd say that one might be a little more technical. I like the sound of the one you mentioned. Well, I think perhaps once you you've read this one, yes. then it might the penny may drop. You may yeah. think, oh, actually, yes, that speaks to me. I need yeah. to look a little bit further, and then yeah. that's how you get into self development, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And you said you had one of each. Was there something else right. you wanted? There's an exercise um, which helps a little bit with separating out emotions and facts. So this is for people, particularly if they're having trouble sleeping, is to get it out of your head. Yeah. Um, and it's um, if you're worried about something or you've got a problem, yeah. before you go to bed, get a pen and paper and write down what the worry is. Yeah. And when you write it down, write down the facts yeah. not your spin on it just mm -hmm. what has happened or what the worry is yeah and then you're immediately back in control because you, okay. you're writing it down as soon as you write something down that's why people like journaling because okay. as soon as you that's, write yeah that's down, very clever and so what you're feeding it into your brain. subconscious are you yeah you are yeah. But it gets it out as well. Yeah. Okay. It yeah. is feeding into your subconscious. And I'll come on to that in a in a second. Um, but just so the act of writing it down is very down powerful. Work. That's your that's your point, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next stage is to write down the worst possible outcome. 
So okay. you've got this problem or this worry. Yeah. What's the worst possible outcome? Yeah. Write it down. Yeah. And then when you see what the worst possible outcome is, you accept it. Yeah. Okay, so this is the worst thing that could possibly happen. Yeah. And then you write all the actions down that you can take to prevent that worst possible outcome from happening. Mm. I love it. And I, that's so powerful. I, I, I've not heard of this um, this practice before, but I, I'm personally a prolific note taker for the reason that you know I find writing something down reinforces the thought. And I guess it's the same with what you're talking about. It reinforces the worry and allows you to get clarity around it. Yes, when you say reinforce, though, you want to reinforce. That's why it's it's important to stick to the facts because yeah, yeah. you keep saying, telling people. It's like when you tell people your story, and um, and then you tell another person, another person. It it's it's embedding mm -hmm. your 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 version of the story is yeah. going, and so it becomes true. Yeah, Even the yeah. things that aren't actually true become true. So you have to be a little careful about that. Yeah. But this is good for doing, especially if you do it um, before you go to sleep, because yeah. A, it gets it out of your head. Yeah. And also, if you've got a problem, and like you say, when you fall asleep, you've got your subconscious will be working on it during yeah. the night. Yeah. So that when you wake up in the morning, it's quite yeah. possible you're going to have some solutions and no, could i just say yeah, yeah. Look, worry yeah. people worry um yeah. and 96 percent of what we worry about is Never unnecessary mm. so no, that's 4%. very powerful I, I really like that thank you okay my pleasure well look that concludes the formal part of the interview and i think you've shared some absolute uh, nuggets with us today um just finally could you just uh, let the audience know um, the best way to contact you? Okay, well, I would say LinkedIn is probably the, the best way. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, Joanne Ford, Prompts UK. And uh, also I'm on Facebook. Um, yeah. My email address is joanne, J-O-A-N-N-E, at Prompts, P-R-O-M-P-T-U-S dot UK. Excellent. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's plenty to get, plenty of uh, ways to get a hold of you. So, yeah, hopefully um, some people have an interest and, um, yeah, get in touch. So, um, Joanne, I guess that just leaves me to thank you for your uh, contribution today. I've really enjoyed speaking with you. Um, you've certainly shared a different perspective on, on the whole subject of mindset, which is a subject that I've covered on a number of my episodes. So thank you for that. It's my pleasure and thank you very much for the opportunity. It's been a very enjoyable experience. Thank you. Thank you. So this is Peter Crew Brown signing off from episode 11 of the Mind Over Matters podcast.